Welcome to the A-Level Politics Show, episode 10 of series 2. Today, we are going to be talking about feminism. Hope you enjoy. So, what we're going to be really focusing on is whether feminism is a single doctrine. Are all feminists in agreement with one another? And um, the important thing, as I mentioned with the liberalism and conservatism podcasts, is that you need to show that there are similarities. A lot of people will go at this question, to what extent is feminism a single doctrine, and just talk about the divides. And that is understandable because feminism is a very divided ideology, but you need to just pause a second and think, in every paragraph, I need to think about the similarities as well. And that's tip number one. Tip number two, I think what you need to do is also uh, focus on the key beliefs and look at whether feminists have a similar view, for example, on patriarchy, uh, whether feminists have a similar view on concepts of sex and gender, um, and whether um, feminists have similar beliefs on equality between the sexes. So those are my three areas that I'm going to focus on. And coming up is our area number one, patriarchy. What is patriarchy then? Essentially, patriarchy is a male-dominated society. And on this area, many socialists agree that patriarchy exists. Socialist feminists argue that patriarchy exists in the world of work. Sheila Rowe Botham writes about a reserve army of labour, that is, women who work for lower wages than men, to prop up the capitalist system. She believes that patriarchy in society is perpetuated by capitalism. However, she also accepts that patriarchy would still exist even without capitalism because of the sexist attitudes of male bosses. And this is why Robotham would support things like the strike at the Ford car plant at Dagenham in the late 1960s over equal pay and the importance of unions representing female workers. Now, this example of Dagenham may also have been supported by liberal feminists, since they believe in equality before the law and consequently advocate equal pay legislation. So we see that socialist feminists and liberal feminists would support women striking, for example, uh, for equal pay and for equality. Betty Friedan um, appeared to accept that patriarchy crept into the private sphere, labelling it as a problem with no name. And in doing so, she appeared to evoke the radical feminist claim that family life was subjugating women. So here we see even liberal thinkers, while they mainly focus on the public sphere, i.e. Um, ensuring, uh, uh, accepting that patriarchy exists in, in workplaces, accepting that, that patriarchy exists in, say, politics, uh, with the underrepresentation of women, um, they also, with freedom, start to accept that... Um, women are doing most household chores and there is a frustration bubbling up there and it's just something that will need to be addressed and it's something that radical feminists then take on. So patriarchy exists. For feminists, that is a fact. However, there are differences. 
Feminists disagree over the extent of patriarchy in society. Liberal feminists mainly focus on the public sphere, as I've said, and the necessity to ensure, firstly, universal female suffrage, and secondly, greater female representation in politics. Hence their support for all female shortlists in Labour's candidate selection process before the 1997 general election. Socialist feminists focus upon the economic sphere. Um, and for radical feminists, patriarchy is all pervasive. It exists everywhere, including the private sphere. This is what they mean by the phrase, the personal is political. Kate Millett believes, unlike other thinkers, that patri patriarchy exists in the family and in the literature um, that people read. And therefore, um, undoing the traditional family was the key to true sexual revolution. So liberal feminists aren't really talking about the family being the place of subjugation. There is some concern about family structure from liberal thinkers, but it's radical feminists who are saying the family is to blame in large part for the patriarchy and that needs to be fundamentally altered first before we can really uh, do anything else. Other radical feminists extend the existence of patriarchy to rape. Susan Brownmiller, for example, talks about how rape is used by men to subjugate women. Um, and Naomi Wolf uh, goes on to talk about beauty and, and how women are pressured into um, uh, going on fad diets and so on um, to supposedly look beautiful, um, even though it is against um, their own health interests. Um, and then Jermaine Greer talks about sexuality and how uh, in order to be free, more free, uh, women have to uh, tell men what they want uh, when it comes to uh, sexual intercourse. Um, and that uh, sex has been geared towards male gratification and that needs to change. Um, so all of these uh, uh, feminists, uh, especially radical feminists, see patriarchy everywhere and that is different to say liberal or socialist feminists that who focus on different things socialist feminists mainly talk about the economy and that system liberal feminists mainly talk about politics but radical feminists see patriarchy pretty much everywhere and so that is a big difference here they all accept patriarchy that's a similarity um, but uh, they disagree on the its pervasiveness, if you like. After the break, uh, we're going to uh, carry on with this discussion and we're going to focus particularly on concepts of sex and gender. See you then. I just wanted to clarify something that I mentioned on the section on patriarchy. I said that feminists accept patriarchy. I was using the word accept. What I should have said and made a bit clearer was that they accept it exists. They don't accept that it's a good thing. So I hope I made that uh, clearer now. Um, so don't write they accept patriarchy. Um, perhaps write they believe patriarchy exists um, and different feminists believe it exists in various places. Um, and and so on and so forth. And I've mentioned those things. But um, I don't want you to think that, that feminists think patriarchy is acceptable. They don't. Uh, but they accept that it exists and that it is something that needs to 
be eradicated in one way or another. So, on with the show. Now, most feminists accept the distinction between the concept of sex and the concept of gender. That is that the concept of sex, i.e. a person's biological characteristics, such as whether someone is a male or female physically, is different to gender. Gender being the character of men and the character of women. Um, the way you behave, for example, if you're a woman, the way you behave if you are a man. So most feminists accept that there is simply a difference between sex, what you were born, um, and, um, and gender, uh, what you become. Uh, so most feminists argue that gender is a form of learnt behaviour, with women expected to conform to stereotypes of femininity. For example, girls' school shoes at Clark's shoe shop tend to not completely enclose the foot, suggesting that girls are likely to run around like boys in the playground and get their socks muddy. That's just not something that girls do, so we can give them shoes to go to school with that aren't completely enclosed. Um, and Clark's actually came under fire for that. But actually, if you go into Clark's shoe shop now, you will still see far more shoes uh, for girls that are not completely enclosed. Um, now, Simone de Beauvoir spoke about how one becomes a woman through socialisation and how men were considered the norm, while women were considered deviants from the norm. This is sometimes referred to as otherness. In this sense, de Beauvoir has much in common with radical feminists like Naomi Wolf, who wrote about how media images forced girls and young women to change their image. Wolf also spoke about how, in quote, the way a woman's curves swell at the hips and again at the thighs, unquote, that's thighs, sorry, I didn't say that properly, unquote, could lead to the claims that this is somehow deformity, which is much in common with de Beauvoir's assertion that society considers women as abnormal. What Wolf is essentially saying is that women actually are naturally um, built a certain way, but they're encouraged to actually not be that by through dieting, through looking different and so on, wearing certain clothes. They're encouraged to actually not look how their body is supposed to be um, because the way they're supposed to be is considered as other in de Beauvoir's terms. Now, Charlotte Perkins Gilman similarly spoke of women who are considered mad and locked in their rooms by their husbands, all the while suffering from postnatal depression after childbirth. Um, so all of these thinkers, uh, all of these um, feminists, believe that gender is learnt behaviour um, and is something that could be therefore changed. Um, yet... Not all feminists accept that gender differences are a problem. Um, some radical feminists uh, called difference feminists, they're sort of a subcategory of radical feminism, call for women to accept the biological differences and to value those differences. Uh, women should not be encouraged to deny their distinctiveness, but to embrace it. Instead of trying to be like a man... Uh, women should accept those unique qualities of womanhood, such as their tendency towards nurture, care and passivity. And this is why so many more women are nurses, um, is, is what difference feminists argued. Now, radical 
equality feminists, so people from the same branch, if you like, the same strand of feminism, um, dismissed these views. So radical feminists are divided. Um, and the equality feminists within radical feminism dismissed those difference feminists. And they argue that difference feminism, especially when it comes to their views on sex and gender, could take the feminist movement back 100 years um, and encourage people, encourage women uh, just to simply go for those jobs that they have always done rather than to uh, uh, aim a little bit uh, differently or further. To suggest that women are passive, nurturing and caring allows for the perpetuation of stereotypes and leads to women being pigeonholed into certain sectors of the economy. And they would argue that failing to challenge gender, gender differences leads to issues like the gender pay gap, where women for too long have not demanded higher pay for their work because of their so-called passivity. Um, and that is something that equality feminists, radical equality feminists and other feminists believe has been socialised into them. So therefore, there are differences on sex and gender, and it's mainly uh, the difference feminists versus the rest. But don't overplay that because difference feminists are actually quite a small um, branch of radical feminism. Um, most feminists accept, the overwhelming number of feminists accept, that um, that gender is something that is learnt and therefore something that can be changed. After the break, we're going to be exploring this issue a little bit more. We're going to be talking about whether feminists believe in social equality between men and women. So stay tuned. Again, we're going to look at the similarities before we explore the differences. Most feminists believe in achieving social equality between the sexes. Most radical feminists believe in equality feminism, which believes that biological differences between men and women are inconsequential, as we mentioned in the last section. Socialist feminists, similarly, believe in achieving equality in the economic sphere through overthrowing capitalism, which would then make a major dent in the patriarchy. Liberal feminists also believe in equality of opportunity and equal protection before the law. Changes in the way rape trials are conducted illustrate the similarity between radical and liberal feminists. Liberal feminists believe what a woman was wearing when she was raped should not lead to an expectation that she consented to sex. Radical feminists believe that by increasing the number of successful convictions for rape, then sexual dominance by predatory men will begin to subside. So you can see, therefore, that both liberal and radical feminists believe that you need legal equality um, and uh, you need the law to uh, take women's concerns seriously, uh, as seriously as it, it takes men to, um, uh, to improve life for women. So there is, is no difference there. However, not all feminists prioritise gender equality in society. So while they might like equality, they might place different levels of importance upon it. Radical feminists are divided themselves between difference feminists and equality feminists. Difference feminists believe that women in society should sometimes remove themselves from the patriarchy instead of challenging it. This has led to their support for separate facilities, for example, women-only swimming times, for example, 
Um, the recent creation of a woman-only commune by Yazidi women fleeing the war in Syria demonstrates the divides within radical feminism. Difference feminists argue that men are too prone to violence and therefore cannot be trusted to respect women. Thus, the commune uh, that those Yazidi women um, uh, established is justified in banning men from those communes. Equality feminists might argue that in separating themselves from men, um, these women have left the culture of male dominance to persist in the wider society around them, outside the commune. Equally, um, postmodern feminists do not think that gender equality ought to be the sole concern of women. While important, gender equality is one of several injustices that women uh, from minority communities face. Bell Hooks considers that the sisterhood ignores the need for solidarity between genders, races and classes. It's not just about gender equality, it's also about racial equality. So postmodern and modern feminists point to the injustice of the, the Graffenride v General Motors in 1970 court case, Supreme Court case, where US car makers uh, General Motors was found not guilty of either racial discrimination or sex discrimination when it fired all of its black female employees. The fact that the race discrimination charges were dealt with separately to the sex discrimination charges ignored the complex identities that women of colour possess and the barriers that society puts in their way. I would encourage you to look up uh, the Graffenraid uh, v General Motors 1970 because it's really really interesting because they because these the 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 um the fact that the sex discrimination uh, allegations were dealt with separately to the racial discrimination meant that General Motors could get off the hook they fired their black female employees and but those women firstly said well this is sexual discrimination. And General Motors said, no, because we haven't fired all women. They kept the white women. Um, and then they said, well, this is racial discrimination. And they said, no, we've got black men. So how can we be racial, racially discriminated? So therefore, those black women were doubly discriminated against. And that's what Bell Hooks is talking about. She is saying other feminists don't realise it's not just about gender equality. It's also about racial equality. And radical feminists were often led by middle class white women and focused on you know, the concerns of middle class white women. They weren't concerned about working class black women, particularly. Um, and so uh, that's where um, postmodern feminists or so-called intersectionalists, you know, the idea that lots of different um, um, identities are all mixed up and, and, and affect one another. Um, that, that actually that is, is more important than just focusing on, on female equality. Therefore, um, postmodern feminists challenge the radical feminist idea that gender equality in society will make everything OK. It won't because of continuing racial discrimination and so on that black women face. So those are the three areas we've discussed. We've discussed um, uh, the patriarchy. We've discussed um, uh, the concept of sex and gender. And we've also discussed um, um, gender equality. And I think we can see in all of those areas, there are definite similarities between the feminist strands, but that actually there's also a lot of divides as well. I hope you enjoyed uh, this section of the podcast. In the next section, I'm going to be talking a little bit about a few tips and a few things I uh, came across when uh, examining a question on feminism uh, this summer.
So stay tuned again. Now, I've already mentioned that it's important to to really cover the similarities as well as the differences. Don't forget the similarities. There's a few other things I noted, actually, when I was examining uh, for Edexcel, the exam board, this this summer. Firstly, um, that language is really, really important and you need to get used to using comparative language. Signpost when you are making similarities, using words like similarly, yep, or... um, uh, when you are uh, mentioning differences, you, know, you say however and so on. That's the first point. Second point is do not pigeonhole thinkers. Do not say, oh, um, you know, socialist feminists like um, Sheila Rowe both. And while that particular one is accurate, you might get it wrong. So I would just simply use the name of the thinker. And that brings me to the third uh, point. Um, make sure you use at least two key thinkers. Now, in this podcast, I've used lots and lots of thinkers not all of them are so-called key thinkers you can use them and you can get knowledge marks um, but you must make sure you use uh, two of the five key thinkers Um, I've mentioned all of them all of those five key thinkers in this podcast there's um, there is uh, Charlotte Perkins Gilman Uh, there is um, Simone de Beauvoir Um, there is Sheila Robotham there is Kate Millett and there is Bell Hooks you need to use at least two of those five. This podcast has used all of them. Um, so do that. Make sure you do that. Um, this is the, the, the next uh, tip as well. I think this is the fourth tip. Um, when you're referring to strands like radical feminists or socialist feminists and so on, do not um, just have a paragraph on one strand. You must have two strands in every paragraph. Um, because otherwise you're not actually comparing. You've, you've got to compare the strands. So instead of saying socialist feminists believe, again, this is where language comes in, write socialist feminists differ from or are similar to radical feminists. And if you do that, then you are comparing continually. And that's that's really, really um, important. My last point really is on the exam question. Now, the exam question this summer on feminism was to what extent... Do feminists agree about the society they wish to create? The society they wish to create. Now, a lot of students answered this to what, you know, the, the, the question they thought it was, was to what extent do feminists agree on society? Now, there is a subtle difference. Um, and it's really about where do feminists want us to be? It's not a comment, commentary necessarily on what society is now so you need to ensure that you use language that helps you answer the question Uh, so if you just said feminists agree on patriarchy and society being really you know all pervasive or whatever then you're actually commenting on how society works now if you were to say socialists sorry if you you say feminists believe that um, patriarchy Uh, is a problem now and therefore needs to be ended to create the society they want so you need to sort of go that bit further to make sure you answer the question the key thing therefore is just keep repeating the words in the question um, and linking your content to that those words in in the question Um, and the last point I think I've already made it Uh, I think the last point was supposed to be the last point but this is definitely the last point because we want to move on Um, And that is that 
make sure your 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 comparisons are tied to those key beliefs. So I mentioned patriarchy. So that's where you compare what feminists think about patriarchy. And then I mentioned the concepts of sex and gender, the belief that gender is different to sex. So, you know, then look at the different um, strands and what they say about that. And then I mentioned gender equality. There are other things you can you can obviously bring in other key concepts, but you know, maybe pick three and then really uh, sort of focus on them. Um, I hope you found that useful um, and I will see you uh, for episode 11. Take care. Bye bye.